Good morning, good morning. Be still. Be still. Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted amongst the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. A lot of times I read in scripture when it's giving us instructions and choices to make, it say words like might or may. Because it may happen and it might happen due to your decision. But God said, I will be exalted. I will. He will. Be exalted amongst the nations and he will be exalted in the earth. No matter what it looks like. No matter what it sounds like. He is who he say he is. So be still. You don't have to wonder how God is going to be exalted. That's why God said he gives us peace. That passes all understanding. Some of us want the understanding. Wanting to know what God is doing. Where God is doing it. And who God's doing it through. And why we want the understanding, we're misunderstanding God. And while we're misunderstanding God, we are misrepresenting God due to lack of knowledge. So you cannot have both. But you, you, it's best, let me say it that way, it's best, it's best to choose peace. Because that passes the understanding. You don't have to know everything God is doing. And when God say understanding, he does not mean being without knowledge. He meaning that you're trying to figure him out. You're questioning the things that he's doing and why he do the things that he does. That's what he means. But he still gives us a revelation upon revelation. And as we are following God, our steps are already ordered. Our path is already set before us. And everything is falling in place right before us. Which gives us the understanding that we need. See, the world always have so many questions as to how it came about. And they fill you up with some people, fill you up with all this theology as to how. Speaking in Greek this and speaking in Hebrew that and Aramaic that way and all kinds of things. Well, in this year and at this place, the main focus should be why it came about. Hallelujah. 
It's not beneficial to gain so much knowledge and miss the point of it all. Hallelujah. Not saying not to become educated biblically, spiritually, but don't lose sight of the purpose of the message. A lot of us seem to lose sight of the message. Oh, Jesus. And we're taking the focus off the passion. A lot of us become angry at people who not wanting to follow after Christ. Because all this theology you have as to why to follow Christ. And you see people, you hold them accountable for their actions. And we tend to be a little harsh among people by calling them names, speaking words over them, losing hope within them, casting them down and casting them out. Because of the decisions that they make. When you're walking with God, He will instruct you how to move, when to move, where to move, or even who to move with. Hallelujah. I love. In Psalm 29, 11, God will give us strength and he will also give us peace. Paraphrasing. But I love the fact that when we're weak, his strength is made perfect. So you're going to be strong all the day long spiritually. Because when I have my strength, I'm still walking. But when I get weak, here come his. Hallelujah. Lord, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Be still and know that God is God. He will exalt his name amongst the nations. He will exalt his name in the earth. It's guaranteed. It will happen. And it is happening today. Hallelujah. God showed me all these thick chains that are being broken. Thick black metal chains that are being broken. He's been showing me this since yesterday. And God said, Quenisha, I am so proud of you, my daughter. You are amongst many who are bringing forth great change. I can easily follow a person's path just because they're saying follow their path. But when you look up to God and say, Father, I surrender my ways unto you. Therefore, how do you want me to serve you? 
Hallelujah. We are all different, but for the same purpose. Hallelujah. Do you know how wise it is to go to God on your own and ask God how he wants to be served instead of just going along with seems to be right amongst people? Which comes becomes a tradition to deny people in your path who you love to say I still love you but I must ask father how do he want me to serve him how do you want me to worship what lifestyle do you want me to have Hallelujah. I didn't know what was best for me. I thought I did. Until I realized my ways are not making me happy. So it caused me to come to the man who I know well. And I know who can. And that is God. You can't receive God without making Jesus the Lord over your life. And many religions do that. I believe that Christ is a prophet. But I don't believe that he is the son of God. But I believe God is God. What did God say? What did God do? He so loved the world. Who was God talking to when he said, let us make man in our image? He wasn't talking to the angels. Because we're not angelic beings. You understand? He was talking to Christ. Let us. Let us. Jesus is a a complete image, split image of God. And I see it all the time. Same height, same weight, same everything. But they dress differently. It could be the same thing, but a different color. Hairstyles are differently each day. It's just like looking at identical twins who don't dress alike but act alike. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love the fact that the angels are always around us releasing releasing to us that are with us care so much one of the dominant ways that my angels relate to me and communicate with me is through symbols and through numbers all the time and right now they're showing me how they're linked up linked up in this line which can never be unlinked For your behalf. 
to bless you, to bring to pass what you're saying. See, when you're synchronized with God, His desires become your desires, which are His promises spoken over your life. Some things God revealed to me, I found myself being very excited about that I wanted to partake in it immediately once it was exposed to me. Because I felt like, why would God expose something to me when I can't embrace it? And I'm going to tell you how God's thoughts are higher than ours. Because every encounter is not a physical encounter. It's spiritually. So what do you do spiritually when God spiritually expose what he spiritually has for you that will manifest in the natural? You give thanks. It's so much easier to operate in the spirit to his spirit than trying to bring your natural to his spirit. It's going to frustrate you and cause you to be impatient. And move when he say be still. So now that I gained the understanding spiritually, it's no rush. I just feel this sudden urge to just know it's here. It's for you. It's yours. I've never been so honored to say, God, I'm satisfied. And knowing it's mine and still able to wait until it comes. In the natural, the manifestation. See, it seemed as if I was impatient. I couldn't wait. And it wasn't that. I didn't have the understanding. Because I was so used to God saying something to me. And it was a season for me to embrace it at the time. But for this specific thing. This specific promise. God exposed. And God prepared. And as I'm preparing. I have to be patient. But as he's releasing. I'm getting excited. To the point, I want to embrace it. And God said, be patient. I want to embrace. I'm saying, be patient. I want to embrace. You're still releasing. Therefore, I want to embrace. Because God, you are exciting me. God said, I want you to learn how to be, be excited, but also be still. At the same time, which is self-control? Are you able to look your promise in the eye and still be still and not be moved emotionally, mentally, physically? I'm at that place today. Honestly, I can say today. It wasn't yesterday. It wasn't day before. None of that. I thank God for my honesty. I'm serious. Because he knows why would I lie? He knows I'm lying. And I honor you that much to tell the truth. This is my first day. <laughs> Jesus. Out of many. God. <laughs> In months. <laughs> this is my first day. To actually. Walk in. When he prepared me. Spiritually. To receive first spiritually. Okay. I got the knowledge. Okay. I received the promises. Okay. I have the desire. I have the passion in my heart. Okay. The love is there. Okay. The understanding is there. Okay. 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 And at the same time. Being still. Being patient. Not being anxious for nothing. See, I wasn't aware that I was anxious. 
because I, his, my level of excitement kept growing. And it's okay for it to grow, but don't let it move you out of being still. And the angels are, so, oh my, they are so, so supportive. They are my cheerleaders. Man, man, manly ones, let me say that. Manly ones. I'm going to tell you, heaven will let you know. They will correct you. Because when Michael showed up in my bedroom, I kept just saying, dang, you big, man. Michael, you are so big. And he just looked at me and said, I'm mighty. <laughs> I said, my bad. My bad. He said, it's a difference. That's what I'm saying. Because he wanted me to know it's a difference. Big can mean anything. Fat, humongous, gigantic. No, I'm mighty. It's a difference. I'm strong. I'm powerful. I'm mighty. I'm not big. I said, my bad. Mighty. Yes. Hallelujah. And the angels keep confirming my patience by showing me numbers and symbols and signs. Even words and songs. They just con- it's a constant communication with the angels to me to let me know. We know. We're here. We want what you want. We're on your side. We're excited for you. We're cheering you on. And I begin to say, as I look and think about my promise from God, that I once didn't know. Because I didn't want what God wanted. I wanted what I wanted. But now I see God's way is so much better. My way been out the window. Trying to tell you. My way is when Christ died, my way died. And when Christ rose, his way rose within me. And I was like, Jesus. To see your promises from God and know that they're yours. All your promises are yours. God stamped it with his yes and amen. They are yours. So now what do you do with with your knowledge? With your awareness now? What do you do with it? I thank you, Father. And I've never been so still in my life. Because now I understand. And I have, and I settled within myself, in my heart, that it belongs to me. And I trust God fully. And thank him already and forevermore for when it's time to walk in a manifestation. The manifestation will reoccur. For it already happened. So just knowing that something belongs to you. And you don't have to be impatient about it. And I think about this person. I say, oh my God, that's what you've been doing all along. You've been in this place all along because you have great self-control. But I can see through you. Spiritually, you have great self-control. Even though I can see your emotions because I'm supposed to see I can see that God, I see when God's strength needs to be made perfect when you're becoming weak. 
Because we find ourselves getting to, getting to a place sometimes where we want something so much. You want it so much. And you showing God when he exposes it to you, you are willing to do whatever it takes to receive it by standing still and having self-control and being confident and giving thanks. But God sees the preparation through it all. God saw me saying, God, go get it. Bring it here today. God saw me and you guys were a part of the preparation because I was testifying. And God sometimes used me to testify as it's happening because he wants you to see the outcome. You are part of the process and you are part of the outcome. Be glad for that. Because he wants you to know what he's done for me, he'll do it for you. What he's done for you, he'll do for me. And so much more. Hallelujah. Every negative report will be under your feet. Will become a praise report. Which will cause you to give God thanks. Everything work itself out for your good. But we cannot make mistakes out of the will of God. And then repent and say it was God's plan all along. That's a lie. See it worked itself out for your good. Because you saw God in the midst. But it's best to see God before. You do things out of the will. And when we're total surrender, there is no other will. Hallelujah. So pretty much stay surrendered. And that goes for myself as well. I lift up my own hands first with that one. Stay. Remain. Hallelujah. People may come to you and say things like, I remember this about you. Some people may not seem as supportive as they ought to be. Some may seem like, you know, have the attitude, I feel as though I should receive some things too. Or people have their own emotions towards your success. We're going to come against those negative words, negative thoughts that come your path. That everything and everyone works itself out for your good. And be happy and supportive. But if you so happen to feel like you're not, know that heaven supports you. And you become your greatest cheerleader. Hallelujah. Be happy for yourself. For you saying yes to God. For you being in the will of God. You ought to be happy. Because you made that decision. To be a master chosen. Who God first has chosen. Hallelujah. So I'm so grateful to know. <laughs> See, I'm going to tell you something. Certain things that we go through, we didn't have to go through. But because of the decisions that we made out of the will of God, we went through. Then we realize in the midst of that, 
I don't want to live like this anymore. This, this way is not working for me. I thought I knew what was best for me, but it's not working for me. God, I need you. Because he is our higher source. Which in fact, he should be our only source. Hallelujah. But some of us seek God because we know that he has the answer. But don't leave from him. He is the source. But that's good that you did go back. But don't ever leave again. And that goes for us all. Let's not keep tapping in, tuning in and out. No, remain. Stay upon the shadows of his wings. Hallelujah. He's our refuge. And I said to God, Jesus, hallelujah. My way is not working. I surrender. I was very unhappy. Very unhappy. And I said, God, I I can't do this. And then I'll try to stop doing things. And I'll go back to doing the things again. And I'll cry out every time I'm doing it. God, I'm so sorry. Please don't think I'm doing this to hurt you. And I'll go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Here I am. Okay, I'm about to do this. Here I am. Okay, I'm about to do this. Until I begin to settle with me doing the things that I want to do, how I want to do it. And I found myself very unhappy. Very falsely accused. Very everything disrespectfully. Everything went wrong and downhill. And it went downhill fast for me. To the point I kept saying, this is... I guess this is it for me. I guess this is it. And then God kept giving me this feeling in my spirit. Something good is about to happen to you. And I had to sit down. I'm walking around my house like, this was going on for months. I was like, what is it, God? I said, you know, Christmas is coming, you know, months down the line. God said, nope, that's not it. Thanksgiving? Nope, that's not it. I started naming holidays. I don't know. I was like, what, 4th of July? That's not it. I was like, I don't know. Because the dead was showing Valentine's Day. <laughs> the new year already happened. I like, that's not it. I was like, I don't know. What is it, God? He just wouldn't say anything. I just kept feeling it. I was like, wow, it feels so good to know something's happening. Something's good, but what is it? I had peace about it, but I didn't have the understanding because peace passes the understanding. So I was excited. I said, okay, God. He just kept giving me the feeling. I'm like, okay, if you keep, you, you, he was intensifying the feeling. I was like, okay, what is it? What is it? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Oh my goodness. It was not what I was expecting him to say. No way it was. He was just standing there right above me. He just, I just can't get over how he looked out my window, though. How he looked out my window and then look at me. I'm like, what you see? What you looking at out there? The kids playing outside? I mean, what you like? I mean, you know what I'm saying? You talking to the angels that's protecting me outside my window, my home? I mean, what is it? What are you looking at? The surroundings? So I look at him, look out there, and I'm still looking at him. I mean, this encounter was something else. <laughs> Jesus. You just came in here like that. 
and just stood in my window. You didn't sit beside me. You didn't stand before me. You just stood at my window and you lift up my blind and you looked out. And I looked at you, look out, and I'm still waiting like, okay, what, what you here? You're here for something. And he looked at me. Seriously, y'all. Looked at me. And I'm looking like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what my face expression was like, but I know it was not what, what Christ wanted for me. He see the bigger picture. He saw the season. He saw this time. And he, and he, and he know what needed to take place. But I simply allowed me to feel what I was doing was wrong. And I told him, don't tell me if I'm doing something wrong. Don't tell me if things that I, decisions I made was not the right ones. Because I didn't want to admit that I made a mistake. That don't even sound right. That just sounds, oh Jesus, help me Lord. And I said, okay, God. He put the feeling in me that I was making a mistake. He said, you said don't tell you, but he didn't, you didn't say don't allow you to feel. I began to feel things were not right. And I said, I stood up next to him. I, was, I just realized that. I stood up beside him. And we're both at the window now. And I'm looking out the window too. But as I look out the window, I see my life. I'm looking at my life outside my window. I don't understand. What, what was that about? I don't even care. I just say, I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my life and outside my window. And I say, am I making a mistake? Am I making a mistake? He was so big about this marriage that I was in. He wasn't about the smoking. He wasn't about the drinking, the partying. He wasn't even focused on that. It was the marriage. That's the only thing he came to say. I said, am I making a mistake? Is this wrong? Yes. It's not your will. No. I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I still feel that feeling right now. I was like, oh boy, what? I was like, but you. He said, but who? I said, you said, I did not. That wasn't me. I said, but I said to you, if this happened, then this man is from you. He said, but that wasn't me. I didn't say anything. I stood beside you while you made wrong decisions. I can't force my will in your life. I can only release with the invitation that you have to accept. And I was like, what? I just sat on my bed off of that one. I was like, man. So, and I just walked away from Christ. And I sat on the other side of my bed. I was like, I mean, what to say from that? I mean, four years worth? Come on, man. What to say? What can I say about that? The entire time? This not? No. What? I was like, oh my God. 
And I'll never forget, I, my next conversation to him was like, you know what, just go ahead. Because I messed up too much this time. Just go ahead. I thought my mistake was permanent because I'm serious about marriage. When you marry, you don't give up on a person. You don't walk away from a person. You make it work. But if it was, I just felt it wasn't all the way complete the entire time. But I kept trying to make it work because I am loyal. But the loyalty wasn't meant for you. Jesus. And I said, God, I I said, Jesus, I went too far. Just go ahead. I'm sorry for wasting your time. I know we had a great time all my life with you, but just go ahead. Go find somebody who's worth your time. And he went and sat next to me and said, your life is just beginning from here. I was like, what? What good could could come out of this? What good could come out of this, man? Look how much I messed up. You don't see it? Then he began to tell me who really is because I was not going to leave. Because I felt like, okay, then make it right. He was like, but I'm going to tell you, this is the person you were supposed to marry. And I'm like, come on, man. Come on, stop playing. I'm not laughing. He was so serious. He said, I'm not laughing. I said, all that time. I said, all that time. That's why you kept putting this person in my heart like that. That's why. Because every time I wanted to seek God on to do something or make an important decision for my well-being, God will always say, go to that person. I'd be like, God, I don't even know where that person is. What, why do you keep saying that? Why does it matter how this person feel or if this person support my decisions or not? So what? God didn't just say it. The passion came with his saying. It's like his words were speaking. And as he was speaking, it was happening in my spirit, in my heart. Everything was taking place. And I said, God, oh my goodness. Now what I'm going to do from here? What I'm going to say to the people that look up to me? That I married the wrong man? That's embarrassing, God. I said, I said, can you say it for me? I even went to the person and was like, I can't tell anybody this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wasn't saying, Quenisha, stop smoking. Quenisha, stop drinking. He said to me, enough, when I was drinking that night. It was so much. That was the night before he exposed to me because he knew what he was going to do. And I went to church and my pastor confirmed it by looking at me saying, and some of you are married to someone that God never intended for you to be married to. And let me tell you something. 
when I say, God, I give you my life and forgive me, it has never been the same since. God is the only one who got me through that. Because sometimes I even think, how did I get through that? And as quick we say, we get out of it and, and walk away and like deuces, whatever, so long, good riddance. But in reality, you made a commitment with that person. You had good times with that person in order for you to say you do. So don't ever find yourself or be in a place where you have anything negative to say. Because it wasn't negative when you made that decision. And I'm that type of person to look at the overall picture. And I begin to tell myself that. Have nothing negative to say. But just give God thanks for exposing the truth. And as quick as I got out of that marriage, thank God. And, and due to all the preparation and all the miracles and open doors. I saw myself saying, I started looking at all the times I spent with that person. person I'm so sorry but you're not the one for me I was like I don't know what to say because how can you speak spiritual to someone who's not tapping into the spiritual world they see everything in the natural not even having any intentions to open up to that world and then everything began to come clear that's why this didn't happen that's why that didn't happen that's why because it's not you and all that time spent with the wrong person I couldn't eat for months. Seriously. I just, God just kept calling me and drawing me to Him. Like deep in Him. Just worship, meditation, reading. And I just thank God as the more I spend time with God, the more that person pulled away. It was like we don't have nothing in common. I messed up. I did this, whatever. I'm not blaming you for anything. In fact, I'm thanking God that I'm actually walking in the truth. Because we weren't even supposed to get married. That's why you're not happy. That's why I'm not happy. We're not meant to be. Flesh brought us together. Lust brought us together. And that's why we weren't happy. You weren't happy with me and you know it. You were happy of the person that I was, but you're not happy as to being satisfied with me because there was always something missing like it broken because I'm not that for you. Same as me. And the weight of that came off my back because I was always like, just, just not, don't seem right, but I'm going to make it right. I'm going to make it right because I made that commitment. And for Christ to say, nope, that wasn't me. 
And when I found out about Satan disguising himself as an angel, I didn't even know he can do that. But when I came across that, oh, it was over for him. You better, oh my God. That man started running before I even looked that way. I was like, Satan, come here. You lying snake in the ground. Man, if I was, if he was physically dead, man, I'm trying to tell you, he would have got it. Seriously. But he still got it much more physical. Much more than physically. He got it spiritually. And the thing that, that tops it off that I love the most is forever. It's permanent. He forever lost. And everything that I freely gave it over to him, I took back. And everything that he released to me that I received, I gave it back. Times, times. Now he's the one with the chains. He's the one with the simple, silly look on his face. He's the one reminded every day of my life or how much I am seated in heavenly places. In Christ, he's reminded that I've been adopted back into the kingdom that he can never go to again. Because he was once there. He know what it's like to be in the kingdom. And he also know what it's like to get kicked out. Who does that? I messaged on on that before. Who does that? In the kingdom. The best archangel, a worship leader. And you begin to think thoughts like that in a place where feelings and emotions like that don't reside. My God. You a piece of work. You something else. I said, my, you something else. Jesus. Who in they right mind? You ain't right. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. My God. I just thank God that we're brought back. I just thank God for the connection back. Thank you, Father. I'm staying in you. I don't need, I don't want to go nowhere else. There is nowhere else. Like when Christ said to his disciples, do you wish to leave too? They said, where else can we go? There is no other place. There is no other place, God, but in you. I want to go further in you today, deeper. Oh, my goodness, Jesus. God excites me so much, y'all. I mean, I'm trying to tell him, I've always been. Because God is just like, what? My goodness, Jesus, I thank you so much for your everlasting everything good. But seriously, now that I'm patiently waiting, I'm excited more that I I have much more self-control. I control myself. And I was never a woman. And we have to stop, ladies. Seriously, and men, stop it. When you want someone, you use lust to get what you want. Stop it as a child of God. Showing your body to get their attention, that's not God. When I go to church, I tell God, I I have God pick out my outfits. I said, God, I can't help how I'm shaped, but I can help how I was exposed. Show me what to wear and how to wear it, because I do not want to cause anyone mind to go astray or to hinder any man, especially my man. Because I know you turned on by me. You're supposed to be. It's I to you.
But I'm not going to sit there and expose my body to gain your eye. No, I already have your eye. I already have your heart. I don't have to do that. And we have to stop doing that to each other. Let me wear this short dress. Let me wear these extremely tight pants. Or let me show this amount of cleavage. For what? If you know it belongs to you, why you, why would you want to cause that person to think like that? To move? No, you're worth standing. So I'm asking God on your behalf. You're worth being in your position. In position with God. That I'm going to ask God, what can I wear that will cause him not to end? And God says, it's okay to wear. Let me, let me wear. let me get your clothes out on what I want you to wear. And God, he dresses me up. Seriously. He tells me what to wear. And sometimes he say, wear this. Nah, wear this. Oh yeah, wear this. This is nice. That's how God is. I'm telling you, he's my best friend. I'm like, God, I don't want to wear these pants because I don't want to look and, you know, <laughs> you know, I want to say everything, you know, on this podcast. Let's keep it PG-13. <laughs> Jesus. But we're all adults and we've all been there. Some men try to wear tight pants. All kinds of things purposely or just things to get a woman's eye. Lustfully. Why? You're not honoring me that way. Like God already instructed me when I go on my first date. God said no touching. I said I'm not touching. I'm too in love. I'm too, I'm, I'm too turned on to this man that I would never touch you. I only want, no, I'm not touching you. My first touch would be the day that I say I do to you. Some people touch, some people kiss. I'm not, I'm not knocking you for that. That's your thing. But me, I cannot and I will not. That's not my testimony. Hallelujah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I trust myself and I trust you. We honor God too much to operate in lust. That's not us. But we're not going to put ourselves in situations. Because I honor you that much. I don't even want the thought to creep in your mind. Because I honor you that much. I'm not going to your home. You're not going to mine. The only time I walk into your place is the night before we get married. To move my things into your place. See, I say yours. (laughs) Yours is better. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 And I thank God. Trust me, Holy Spirit has prepared me. Let me tell you how the Holy Spirit works. Well, you already know. I don't have to tell you. Every time that my heart got heavy, His Spirit showed up. The significant other spirit showed up and we talked all the time. Even spent nights with me on this side and I'm on that side and we're just talking. I honor you that much. I honor you that much to just wait. What am I touching you for? I don't want to touch you. I don't want any of that. And, I'm, and I honor you too much for you to operate like that. We're going to enjoy being here. 
now that I'm in this place of just being peaceful and thankful and being still, it feels really good to see something and know it. And know it. You know that belongs to you. So you don't have to do anything but just give thanks. And of course I'm watching. I'm always watching. I'm watching all the time. Watching now. <laughs> God didn't say I couldn't watch. Now God, you wouldn't take that from me. You couldn't if you wanted to. Because I'm watching. You shouldn't have showed me. You shouldn't have showed me. And I'm liking what I'm seeing. Keep showing me. God is always saying it's okay to watch. Because <laughs> God knows. And just to think that what he's seeing, that I'm, he's seeing my heart. He knows what's there. And God like, oh my goodness, what would we do with her? <laughs> he laughs. Because I'm like, man, Lord, let me tell you something. But I'm patiently waiting and I thank God. So we don't have to be impatient for anything. Have self-control. Because every time I say, I'm just thankful. I don't have to be emotionally disturbed. Because sometimes, only time you're emotionally disturbed is when you want it so bad. And you have to be patient for it. When you're not patient. God wants you to be at the place where, He wants you to be in a place where you can see it, give thanks, and know it belongs to you. And still be patient at the same time. With self-control. Hallelujah. So I love you so much. And remember, greater is he who's in us than he who is in the world. I love you. I love you. I love you. Enjoy your day. If God released every promise to you, and what promises he released to you, begin to enjoy watching now. Watch. Enjoy the view. In the name of Jesus. Because I'm enjoying mine. Hallelujah. Enjoy your day.